I'm Phil Rickaby. I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. Okay, this episode was sort of suggested by a couple of, ema- of emails and messages that we got. I'm not going to read those out because they're they were they don't fall in line exactly with what we're covering mm-hmm. but they sort of inspired us so how many times has this happened to you jess you're talking to somebody and you happen to mention that you're in theater you're a performer you're an actor but then a little bit later you mention something along the lines of oh i'm such an introvert and they respond well, how can you be an actor then if you're such an introvert? That just happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> Almost word for word just happened last week. I, really? Yes. Where I work, I work at a wonderful theater um, company. And I, you know, it's just everybody that works at this company has some attachment to the theater community and and whatever, whether that be past volunteer experience or just generally this, you know, they went to school for theater. I guess the department that I am in is not so much into theater. They are wonderful, lovely folks, and they have their own artistic backgrounds. But I think it threw them off when I told them I was an introvert. And they were like, no way. No, 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 no. You, you like to socialize, though. And I'm like, just because I am a, I'm bubbly doesn't mean that I'm going to come to your work party every time, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just be forewarned, I will cancel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had that, that same conversation a number of times with different people. Like, the idea that I am a performer is somehow incompatible with being an introvert. And there are all kinds of other people, I think, who who experience the same thing. Some people are fine with public speaking, and but they're also introverts. And some people seem outgoing, but they're also introverts. And I think that comes down to a misunderstanding about the difference between being an introvert and being shy. 
Oh, absolutely. And just coming from that performer's perspective of it, especially, is that what I think non-performers don't realize is that we are not looking at the audience as a group of friends. Mm. We see them as a collective. So when we're doing like maybe interactive one person shows, that's us working a crowd, certainly. But when we're doing, um, let's say, a show where there is that fourth wall, there is that separation, you are but a mass to us. <laughs> you are not individual people at that point. Sure. You know, even even doing like an interactive one person show, which, you know, we've both done. To me, when I'm dealing with the audience, when I'm looking at the audience, even though I might be making eye contact or close approximate eye, eye contact with an audience member, I still don't really see them as an inter- individual. The audience is an entity. You know, uh, just to get super theater nerdy, uh, in the Rodgers and Hammerstein show, Me and Juliet, there's a, sh- a song called the big, uh, a great big giant or something along those lines, which is the description of the audience. They are this amorphous, dark audience that we can't see. They're a, a giant that, that reacts and roars and things like that. But we don't see individuals at all. Just another heads up for you listeners. I think this is where you're going to hear, like, hear Phil and I really nerd out with theater. <laughs> it might be possible. It might happen. It might happen. It, it might. It might. It might. But it's so, it's so true. It's just we don't see you as that one person sitting beside another. We feed off of your energy, certainly, but that's where it really does end at that point. I think you more so see the way we socialize, perhaps after a show. Mm-hmm. If you were to come up to, I can't speak for you, Phil, but if you were to come up to me after a show, I'm I'm not in that headspace of ready to shake your hand and talk to you. I'm sort of still detaching from the performance. <laughs> the truth of the matter is that years ago, I practiced how to react to people after a show. I rehearsed so that I could easily and it sound like I was genuinely saying thank you when someone said that was really great or whatever it is that they say. I practiced so that because my instinct is to is is head down, not even making eye contact going, uh, thanks or something like that. Like, uh, like some kind of weird, awkward noise. So I had to practice doing that. And it's not me. It's still part of the performance. And that's what I had to do to be able to 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 not like offend an audience member thinking that I'm aloof or an asshole or something. Um, I had to practice it. For sure. Because like those audience members, a lot of the time, they're very excited to meet you. They will stick around and they want to talk to talk to you about the show. But sure. If I may, Phil, mm-hmm. can we hear it? Oh, the the yeah, yeah. Take a breath. Yes. Take a breath. Yeah, no, take no. A breath. I don't even need it. I don't even need it. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. Could All you right. could you give me like a lead in? Yeah, absolutely. Excuse me, Phil Rickaby. Yes. Wow, that was awesome. I just saw your show. You were incredible. Great job. Thank you. Thank thanks so much. If Beautiful. you were to if you were to listen <laughs> to me after a show. You would probably hear a lot of that that very practice stammer. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Th- thanks so much. Like that's <laughs> part of it. It's it's like so yeah. I so know. beautiful. I loved I, it. You mentioned it there and I was like, "Oh, he did. Beautiful." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was part of Thank you. Thank you. Um <laughs> but it's 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 funny because before I started to, before I practiced that, I was doing a show. 
And my reaction to audience members kind of said, oh, my God, please get me out of here. I just need to get away from these people. Please. How do I get away from all of this? And I realized that, you know, for the audience, they if they enjoyed the show, they just want a moment. And so it's your job as the performer to still give them that moment. Now, don't get me wrong. And I love talking to audience members, but Mm -hmm. you do have to learn some defense skills Mm -hmm. with, oh yeah, I remember doing the Rocky Horror Show years ago and I was an usherette and I was Janet's understudy. Mm -hmm. My first and foremost priority was learning to speak to audience members in character and being able to walk the show, selling them participation packages and Mm -hmm. all the whatnot. It was just interesting because the theater was over top of a restaurant. So a lot of these folks would finish the show, go downstairs to the bar and enjoy a meal. But mm-hmm. we also shared the entrance to the actual theater. like So the actors would have to come down through the bar to go home. Mm-hmm. You get stopped so many times by audience members and they see you out of costume you know so i was wearing like these leopard print leggings this spiked bra stilettos i pin up style and they see me coming out in my usual like just t-shirt and jeans and like some converse and they're like oh my gosh you don't even look like your character anymore like Mm -hmm. so oh my gosh so are you like kind of like that in real life though and i'm like no so (laughs) no i'm going home to my hovel to eat like some hot wings right now (laughs) i think there's It's hard to say what an audience member wants. And this is, again, if you're not interested at all about theater, I'm sorry that we're nerding out so much. But this is just part of of who we are. But I told you it was going to happen. It was going to happen and here here it comes. But like the audience, like they don't don't necessarily want a piece of you. They want to carry a piece of that show with them. And an interaction with you – if you like, they want to believe that that what they saw on stage is more of who you are, unless for some reason they've been following your career and they know you play different stuff. But for them, you're what they saw on stage, and interacting with you is like a somebody has stepped out of the silver screen, even if you're not a famous person. Like you were larger than life a moment ago. But you know. Coming to the context of an introvert in a seemingly Mm. extroverted position, yes, it can take people back when they realize that you are not, you're not the extrovert that they thought you were. Mm. Do you find that somebody not necessarily is walking on eggshells, but suddenly they're very careful about what they say? I haven't found that, Mm -hmm. but I have, what I've found is that there's a bit of a skepticism. That like, oh, that can't be true that you're an introvert. That can't be true. You're, you were outgoing on stage. You're a performer, all that stuff. And that's, it's so like, yes, it is. It is actually a thing. I'm not lying about being an introvert. You feel like you have to prove yourself suddenly. And I mean, I've, um, my particular job, I have to be on the phones, not necessarily all day, but I am talking to patrons and and I am doing some fundraising. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a couple of times it has come up that I am an introvert, just, you know, with conversations that maybe go on a little bit too long, Mm -hmm. not that that's ever a bad thing. 
And there will be that sudden moment of, wow, you're really great to talk to on the phone. It's just such a pleasure. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You should see me in person. I am an awkward mess. (laughs) (laughs) And we share a good laugh. And then suddenly it will come out like just, you know, usually I'm an introvert. I don't really like being on the phone. But with you, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so Mm. much. And it's really great to navigate the conversation that way. But when you're suddenly face to face, Mm I feel as though I have to put on my, I have to show you I am an introvert. And then I find that there's, there's this weird dance coming up suddenly of like, oh, so, but like, you like talking to me. Is that okay? <laughs> like, just like talking to me? And I'm like, no. And yes. <laughs> when I was an usher at one of the large theaters in, in Toronto, um, I found, because we do, we do things as an usher that in person, if I was not being paid to do it, I would have to breathe into a paper bag before doing. We would make small talk with audience members. We would um, uh, – people would talk to us and, you know, like tell us about their day. Like all of this stuff, people would just like get chatty with us. And at intermission, if we're standing by one of the exit doors to make sure that people aren't using the the emergency exit, um, we end up having these like conversations with people, all things that under any other circumstance, I would not feel awesome about. Also, sometimes having to go over and like, oh, here's one, like run out and tell that person to stop taking pictures of this show. These are all things that if I wasn't, if it wasn't my job, I would not be able to do. But because it's my job, because I have a specific purpose, I'm able to do it because that's the entire reason I'm here. Yeah, you'd think think my phone anxiety would be just absolutely skyrocketing as soon as I pick up that phone. But no, I'm being paid to do this. Yeah. There is definitely a difference. There's a difference. There's also like you have – you're calling for a particular purpose. All of that stuff. This is all, it's, it's a particular purpose and that makes it a little bit easier. Sometimes you have a script to work from. Sometimes you have talking points. You know what you're doing. That's not at all like real life. <laughs> no, I know. Not, not in the least. You know, I, I feel like as a performer, it's awesome to talk about being an introvert and how it can actually benefit me. I'm a great listener mm-hmm. and I'm a great listener on stage, therefore. But when it comes to any other work context... There's this other professional side of me that I I need more recharge time with. Mm-hmm. So I savor my weekends. I I savor those coworkers that just know when I need to be quiet and I need to just keep to myself. That's difficult to find. Yeah. That's that's difficult to navigate. No, absolutely. And that that is one of the things is that you know just because it's because we have a role to play. In whether it's on the phone or as an usher or whatever it is, that makes it a little bit easier. But that doesn't take away of the drain that it is. It's still just as much of a drain. So you need your time to to fully recharge. Otherwise, you're just like a shell. Mm -hmm. Have you found that bringing up the conversation of introversion and extroversion in work? Have have you found that your workspace has become a little bit more accessible with that or? I mean, we're mostly work from home, so you can't get much more introvert friendly (laughs) than work from home. (laughs) Um, There's the the downside is that I really did enjoy working with the people that I worked with or Mm -hmm. that I work with. I enjoyed the occasional banter. I enjoyed like being in the room with them. So I've lost that because we're mostly work from home. At least we've been work from home for over a year now. And once things go back to normal, we'll be predominantly work from home. But it's still like, 
like like now this is like the introvert dream right like nobody's talking to me unless they have a purpose there's no like small talk happening it's gorgeous I'm going to share something that happened at work today that gave me a dose of what's going to be in store for me. Oh, please do. We just got in from the weekend. We work Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, the sentence is, is going to send a chill down your spine, Phil. I'm ready. I'm ready. A supervisor called me on the phone today. What? No, stop. Wait. Hold on. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, we're not even ready. Are you ready? Nope, nope, nope. You ready? Yeah. Just to ask. How my weekend was. No, 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 no. They did a check-in. They did a check-in with me. You can, you know what? You can schedule that and it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. on the phone. We can do a video call. That's fine. Could have been an email. Could have been an email. Absolutely. Could have been email. Could have been a text message. Could have been a Slack message. Could have been anything other than a phone call. Just, just putting that out there. I, you know what? And I told him, I, I had a laugh on the phone. I'm like, you know, man, you got to warn me. You got to warn me when these things happen. I've got my coffee. I'm in my jammy jam still. Like, come did, on. Did did they just call you out of the blue? They did. The work oh. day had already started. It was like 1130. It was just, hey, you know, I just wanted to see how your weekend was. How you doing? I'm like, There's only one thing that makes that's worse than that. Only one thing that's worse than that. When your boss sends you a message that says, hey, got a minute? <gasps> like, that's the message. Not... Not, do you have a second? I want to talk to you about this. It's it's got a minute. A tear came to my eye. Yeah, I know because that's like <laughs> you're, now you're like, okay, I have to answer. But what comes after? Yes. What is, what what is behind this? Got a minute? I always find that so rude when that's the question. Do you have a sec? With no other context. I, I okay. I hate to say it, but I am guilty of it. Only just because I see that my supervisors are always in a meeting. So it's just my way of just going like, you know, hey, is it, are you free for a second? Can I ask you a question? I'm still training as well. So I'm very, I'm very much going to be asking you a lot of questions. That's just what I do. Sure. I want to say though, that I think there's a difference between when you say, got a minute. And when your supervisor says, got a minute. Exactly. They, okay. So they teased me. They teased me. They were like, you got to stop saying that. Think I'm in trouble. I'm like, I just started. What consequence yeah. how, can I offer how I, you? How can I be the one getting you in trouble? <laughs> Unless there's something oh, they man. know that you don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my gosh. But no, it, it, it's been a little brutal. So I'm getting, <laughs> not in a bad way. They're lovely human beings. I love them. I love them. I love them. But I did have to tell them again, just as a heads up, when we go back into office, you as the extrovert. And me as an introvert with social anxiety, I will full on be relying on you to end the conversation. <laughs> so be forewarned. <laughs> so one of the, the things about, and it, it, this, this isn't just about being a performer. There are plenty of positions that people can be in or ways that they behave where people don't believe that it's possible that they're an introvert. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a, in a group, they can be outgoing. They're a friendly person. They seem outgoing. They seem friendly one-on-one. A lot of times people, oh, you're so friendly. How can you be an introvert? And that's like a misunderstanding. It all boils down to a misunderstanding about what an introvert is as opposed to what being shy is. For sure. Because, I mean, sometimes it can be hard to not get offended 
because it can sound like, oh, you're, but you're so friendly. Oh, but you're so talkative. You're mm. so, you know, to me, I maintain my professionalism in my friendliness. I maintain it in my ability to be able to turn on my, on and off my talkativeness. My sure. Gregari- gregariousness? Is that gregariousness. Yes. There we go. We're looking, yeah, we're there cooking. Go. Yeah. Um, I work really hard on that. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can be hard to not get myself down about it. Because I feel as though we're robbing introverts of a skill when it's really, we realize already that this world is dominated by extroverts. Could you elaborate on that? Robbing introverts of what skill? Uh, I think what I'm trying to say is like, we're, I feel like we're, remi- we're forgetting that introverts can be in these positions. We can certainly have more to us than just being introverts. Because like we've said before, you're never fully introverted. Sure. You're never fully extroverted though as well. So I think whenever we say, how can you do that? You're an introvert. I think you're forgetting that I, I am a human being with more to me than just my introvertedness. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's why sometimes it's hard for me to not get... A tiny bit. I'm not saying I'm like sitting there like, you know, upset at you, but no, 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 no. no, just a bit, just a bit. The thing about that is that the media has not necessarily been wonderfully kind about introverts. When introverts are portrayed, I think that they are often conflated with shy people as well. So somebody Mm -hmm. is an introvert, but they're also shy. Like, and those things can go hand in hand, but not necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. those are two different things that can occur in one person. So, you know, we're sort of many of us are sort of our the way that we are in the world and the way that we act with people can kind of give the lie to what people's expectation of being an introvert is. Mm-hmm. I think we find in those conversations us as introverts, we do find ways to navigate them. Yeah. I think finding one of those quick little calling cards mm. that you can say for yourself, like you do with your scripted um, greetings with, to with the like audience member. After, after the show, when people are saying, Absolutely. Hey, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you've really mastered the stammer. That was beautiful. Mm. Thank Absolutely you. Thank you. That's, that's very practice so that it doesn't sound rehearsed. Just saying. Right. And I think that's a good piece of advice, though, to pass off to introverts. It's, you know, don't be afraid to rehearse something. Sure. Rehearse is at the point where it doesn't sound rehearsed. Like you're not trying to remember it. It needs to be second nature. And that's what I've done. I could just like drop into it. You know, one of the things that I will that I will share with with you and our audience is that on my other podcast, Stageworthy, I have talked to actors and performers and other theater people for uh, 290 episodes as we're recording this. 290 hour-long episodes So over the last four years. And I can tell you that most of the people that I have spoken to will admit that they are actually introverts. It's not surprising. No. Not at all. I think um, just first of all, also kudos. Holy. Stageworthy is a little Canadian gem, by the way. Thank you. Just, Thank you. just a little gem. Thank you. Why do you think that do you think in the performance sector, just bringing it back there for a moment, do you think it's more introverts than extroverts? I think I do, actually. I think that there are more introverts than extroverts in 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 acting in theater. I think that we have this 
this there's two two schools i think two reasons why we think that most that actors have to be in, extroverts and remember if we look back at some of our other episodes i spent a good chunk of of life thinking that that was true that if i was an actor um i had to be an extrovert i must be because i'm an actor but there's two things number one because of the conflation between introvert and shy people think that those anybody who can get up on stage must be an extrovert. And also we see those people who are at parties schmoozing their way around the room. If that's part of the business, well, then I guess that everybody who's an actor is an extrovert. And that's just not true. I think specifically with our listeners, just with what we've seen with um, letters that we've been getting about this topic is you may be tempted to feel a bit self-conscious mm, when someone mm-hmm. brings it up. I think the key here is to remember that you have impressed somebody so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so just to bring it to a point here of where I felt there was a need to be, not a need, but a moment of just feeling offended. Mm. Instead, I recognize that that is a moment of self-consciousness. Yeah. And this person is just so taken with how charismatic I must be (laughs) that they need to point it out to me. And I think as a performer, I'm going to pass this on to you lovely folks is that one thing we get used to as actors, anybody who steps out on stage is you have to be ready for a naysayer, a heckler, or somebody that may put their foot in their mouth. Mm -hmm. And again, learning just to navigate those moments of maintaining yourself and your composure. Don't, uh, don't fly away like me, (laughs) stay in the moment and feel a bit of a a compliment, I guess. I, I guess you can turn it as a compliment. You should treat it as a compliment actually, because what that person has is, is essentially saying you are not what I expected. As an introvert, you're not what I expected. And we can say thank you or however we want to respond to that. Don't be afraid to just take it as a compliment. It's not meant as an insult. Yes. And you're showing you're showing an extrovert or somebody who's an ambivert, ambivert or maybe an introvert themselves. You're showing them the complexity of the community too, right? Yeah, sure. I've actually been asked. I mean, people who are introverts have been amazed that an, somebody who is an introvert can also be a performer. Mm hmm. Yeah, they, they, it's it's news. It really is news. Um, my favorite thing to tell people is whenever I tell them I'm an introvert, I'm like, I'm an introvert. I have a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good talking point, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even to this degree, like, you know, you still, even me as an introvert, doing a podcast with you, Phil, I still have to challenge myself. We're friends. We we I've known you for a while now, mm-hmm. but it still can be a challenge. Absolutely. But that's the thing is that just because it's a challenge, just because getting on stage is a challenge or meeting the audience afterwards is a challenge or or doing a podcast with somebody is a challenge that doesn't make it bad. It just makes it an accomplishment. It's worthwhile. If something wasn't challenging, it's not worthwhile. And you as the introvert, when you step into a workspace that may make you uncomfortable at some mm-hmm. points, or it's it's the big challenge of the day, you have the ability to walk away from that day mm-hmm. feeling so good about yourself. Allow that to be a moment of joy. Go home, recharge, and get ready for the next day. 
On social media, we asked, "Our co-hosts Jess and Phil are both performers." Often, when people find out that they're introverts, the response is, "Well, how can you be a performer then?" Do you sometimes feel that the perception of introverts limits what people think you can do? What introvert expectations do you defy or even blast past? May says. Because I'm outgoing and chatty, people don't understand that I need massive amounts of alone time. They think my love of canceling plans pre-pandemic is lazy or flaky. I am lazy, but when I make plans, I generally want to follow through. But sometimes, by the time things roll around, I just don't have it in me, or I can only join for half an hour. But I can sing bad karaoke to a bar full of strangers. Absolutely. Again, that doesn't mean I'm never going to go to a work party or I'm never going to go to that that Christmas party that had mm-hmm. karaoke. It just means I want you to know I am not going to be there all night. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be at every single one, but darn it, I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> I stay until I can as a non-drinker, I sense when people have reached a point where I just am not going to be able to deal with it anymore. There's a certain point of the night where I realize I'm done. And that's when I go. Fair enough. Yeah. Run. Run for the hills, Phil. Oh, I do. I do. I'm gone. I'm gone. Once I, once, once, my coworkers or the people hit the point where I'm essentially like, I, you guys are so out of control, I can't deal with this, I'm gone. Yeah. As soon as the S's start becoming elongated and the I's have no point of focus anymore, <laughs> <laughs> it is home time. I find there's a certain volume that people get to. Where it's like, oh, 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 okay, I'm, yeah. And the invasion of personal space coming in. Oh, yes. People like start coming in like really close and they're leaning like right up in your face. They're close talkers when they're drunk. No, thank you. (laughs) Jess, are you a close talker when you get drunk? No. I saw you react there to something. I saw you like, you were like, "Uh," and I thought, oh, is she a close talker? No, no. What I am is when I'm around my friends, people I like genuinely love. I am very much the, I am so glad you're here. You have no idea. Like, oh my gosh. Like, okay. So after this is done, after this is done, I swear we need to go to a party again. You're fun. You're fun. I have a, I have a coworker <laughs> who is, uh, when, when she gets drunk, she tells you how much she respects you and how much she's glad that she works with you. And she did this with years ago. She did this with with one employee who was new, and didn't know that this is what she did. And then was like, "Oh my god, I'm so flattered! Like all this stuff. She's like respects me so much. She's I'm so glad she works with me." And then she overheard her like two minutes later saying the exact same thing to another coworker, and was so offended. Like, "Oh my god, I thought that was just for me." I know. And like, there's just no way to come back from that either. Right? No, No, exactly. Like if I were to stick by all the people I said, you truly are like my closest friend. I would have the most friends in the whole world. Seriously. It's just too many. Too many to count guys. (laughs) (laughs) Joey said, I remember in college, there was a show in which I was cast to play the role of Satan, and it raised a few eyebrows because I was, and still am, very quiet and reserved around most people. I even tried to play the role with a calm, even-keeled control until my director got me to fill the character with fire and brimstone and a short temper. I think I frightened some of my castmates that day, and I definitely frightened some people in the audience who knew me. Okay, but how fun is it as an actor? 
to trick audience people. 100% it's the best. It is absolutely has to be the reason, uh, number one, number one reason why I love being on stage. I love tricking you. The draw for me was that on stage, I can be an extrovert. On stage, I can be whatever I need to be. I can be different people. I can, I can, I can, I can do so many different things that I would never do in person. But on stage, it's easy. It has been so freeing that I was able to play a villain. I've been able to play a romantic lead. Mm -hmm. I've been able to play just a drunk person at a bar one time, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it has been so great. It has been, you know, and I, I choose this word carefully. It's been an honor to be able to play mm. these things mm -hmm. and know that that is me. That is what I love to do the most. And I can be whoever I want to be. And that goes for outside of the stage. I think that's something that was taught to me mm -hmm. is that I know who I am. I'm comfortable in who I am. And one artist is going to be different from the other. And whether that person is another introvert, but more gregarious, less gregarious, more socialized, it doesn't matter. There's room for everybody. And that goes for outside of the performance spaces too. There is room for us all. I think that's, that's, the, that's sort of an important point is that be comfortable with who you are, especially as in, you know, be comfortable that you're an, an introvert. Once you're comfortable with that, you have so much freedom within that. You have freedom outside of that because you're comfortable with it. That means that that you are now comfortable in your skin. If you learn anything, if we teach you in any of our episodes anything, is to be comfortable with being an introvert because that will be so freeing. It's so true. It's That's why this podcast is here also is we have crafted a nice little community here. I love getting messages from you folks and it's things about your successes, how you have won, you feel you are more yourself because mm -hmm. imagine being an introvert or even an extrovert. It, it can happen for them too, but being an introvert and not being who you are and people around you are sensing you are not you. There is something fake about that. You are not going to go far. You are not going to mm -hmm. enjoy your station. You are yeah. going to forget what you're passionate about. Accepting who you are, accepting your limits, where you can excel is one of the most rewarding things in your life. Shall we go to the internet? We shall. There, much like a lot of introverted niches out there, it needs to be reminded that introverts can thrive in extroverted spaces. We do have those moments where we feel that, you know, again, as an example, performance being the extroverted space, how is it that you're an introvert and you are thriving? You can certainly find as many articles as you can about, um, about why introverts can thrive. But I do want to highlight two points that I found on the Harvard Business Review site. And it was just an article called, Can Introverts Thrive in Extroverted Careers? And it's really a simple read. There were just two points, and I thought they were really good. They encumbered everything that we wanted to talk about. But introverts are great listeners. Unlike extroverts, introverts aren't known to jump to conclusions, and as a result, they garner more attention and appreciation from an audience when they do speak. And also, introverts are adaptable. 
So if personality is measured along an introvert-extrovert spectrum, it is evident that the kind of introverts who enter extroverted workspaces are not extreme in their tendencies. They inherently trust their own ability to assimilate and at the very least are up for a challenge. And I thought to myself with that is how true is this in a performer's context as well? Mm -hmm. Because we are, you know, Phil and I, if you've never been in a um, in any sort of theater performance training space, we had to go into studios and we had to really become vulnerable. Mm -hmm. We had to be vulnerable in front of people we weren't too familiar with. But by Mm -hmm. the end of the year, you're super close. You know everything about each other. And we had to get graded on it. Adaptability Mm -hmm. is in our nature. I know how to get up on stage and if something messes up, I know I'm paying attention and I'm listening that I can work with that. Mm -hmm. If you can apply that to your workplace introverts and you can accept who you are, what your capabilities are, those two things, listening and adaptability are going to come second nature to Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. Did we learn anything? (laughs) Did we learn anything? Hmm. I think you and I were on fire this episode. And I feel, listeners, we want to know what you learned. (laughs) It is your turn. I think if I learned anything, it's that being comfortable... As in it's for, and, and, and remember, when we started this podcast, part of our reason for doing this is because we struggled to be comfortable as introverts. That was part of our struggle. How can we as introverts operate in a world that seems to be made for extroverts? That was the premise. And that's the kind of thing that we've done. Um, being comfortable as an introvert is completely freeing. I think what I'm reminded of is exactly that. And reminding myself that I can practice responses to get myself comfortable, because that is part of accepting who I am, is not giving a front, it's not giving an excuse or proving anything. It's just a, I'm Jess McCauley, I'm a theater maker and an introvert. What do you want from me? What do you want? (laughs) That's the other thing is don't, is, is rehearsing, like, honestly, if there's something that you have to do and you have to do it on the regular. Practice saying it, practice, practice saying it so that it's happening without you having to think about it, without you having to, to even put effort into it. It rolls off the tongue naturally because you've rehearsed it enough that it's, that it's, it's, it's just there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like it just, it just happens and you don't have to work on it because you practiced. That's super helpful. (laughs) 